Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to our slash pro revenge, where people get super satisfying revenges on those who've wronged them. And in today's episode, we're dealing with bad bosses, entitled Karens, neighbors who terrorize the neighborhood, all getting what they deserve. Guys, I hope you enjoy the lineup today and be sure to subscribe for future stories. So this took place last year. I had just sold my home in my HOA. About five years ago, I bought a 1,500 square foot townhome condo in an up-and-coming town, right in the downtown area. This is a valuable property, with home prices having increased 35% since I purchased. This was a wonderful area. It was in walking distance of everything I loved as a single bachelor. When I moved in, all of my neighbors were wonderful. We all got along great, except for one person. She belonged to the HOA board, but she was moving on, as you can only serve 8 years. We'll call her Gimpy J. She's a 65-year-old widow whose husband died from a heart attack. She doesn't have much to do. She met a man online, moved on, and I was happy for her. Talking to my passive neighbor, I hear bits and pieces of why things are terrible at the HOA because of her and another woman who had to move because of age. On the board, the two of them bully residents. They changed the landscaping from mulch to pine needles. They stopped upkeeping on the pool deck because they hate kids, and they reported one house for anything and everything because their kids were too loud. She also bullied a resident with MS because she was feeding feral cats and attracting raccoons and possums, and animal control was called. Residents did not like her. So I got married and my wife has been living with me for two years now at this point. We're very happy. During this time, she began spending more and more time with her new boyfriend. He lives about an hour away from our house in the country. She would initially spend the weekend and then a week there until she began living there all the time with very little time spent here. Maybe 15 minutes to two hours a month, she would be at our complex. Now, at our complex, there's only one rule on parking. Each resident is entitled to two spots close to their building, but not necessarily in front of your unit. And there's no limit to parking spots you may occupy. And close is the key word. We have new folks on the board who are all under 40 years of age, and the place is starting to get spruced up. We also have friends over regularly, and they park in front of our unit. At this point, Gimpy J had two hip replacements done, and we had not seen her in about seven months. Our complex consists of eight townhomes that face each other, four on one side and four on the other. There are eight spots for three homes and a handicapped spot for one of our neighbors. Gimpy J starts coming back around January for longer periods, a day on the weekend to go downtown or to visit friends. She starts complaining that we were in her spots. Again, there were no assigned spots. We were willing to move our friends' vehicles for her to another empty spot. That is, until she starts occupying two spots at a time with her one vehicle. 
This behavior continued as she would come in, taking two spots anytime she was here. Of course, rules say that no vehicle can take more than one spot without written permission from the board of directors or property management, and it can't continue for more than two days with permission. This was to account for residents moving in and out. Suddenly that spring, my wife had a medical issue and she was hospitalized for four days and on disability for eight weeks. My mom was the only family member on both sides that had the capability of coming down to where we live to help us out. She drove down and we needed to occupy three parking spots. I promptly let our property management know what was happening, provided them with my mom's make, model, and plate number, and said she would be here six to eight weeks, just in case anyone had an issue. Gimpy J's first time home in six weeks, we had a car in front of her house, but she had room for her vehicle. She marches over and she bangs on the door loudly, demanding we move the car. She then tried to open my front door and walk into my home. And yes, she did try to enter my home. That's when I promptly told her that there was no assigned parking and the rule is one car, one spot. We would move a car out of respect one last time and we saw that she occupied two spots with it per usual. The next time it happened two weeks later, we refused to move our vehicle. We began taking pictures for records and communicating with the HOA of her erratic behavior. She continued to arrive, bang on our door, scream at us for having a car in her spot. A few additional times when we weren't home, she would come in, park, occupying two spots. I would take more pictures for records just in case something happened because of her erratic behavior. And finally, it happened. About this time last year, I was at the gym, and that's when I get a call from my mom and wife, frantic that someone's about to tow my wife's car. I drive home as fast as I can, and it's Gimpy J's boyfriend's son and his girlfriend, whom we've never met. This idiot, who doesn't live here and has no business being here, is screaming at us, insulting my pregnant wife and mother. He's screaming, saying, My mother-in-law pays this amount of money a month for these spots, and you effers are breaking the rules. I'ma tow that there SUV right now. I do want to note that he said that all while drinking a beer. Now we know he can't do anything except for scream and intimidate us outside. He then calls his mother-in-law about the situation, and that's when Gimpy J drives an hour to our complex. When she gets here, she parks her car behind all three of ours, and she gets out, blocking us in, and that's when I had enough. I quickly snapped some pictures and called the police. I will not feel unsafe or be harassed in my neighborhood by people who do not live there or are barely there. She then realizes that I've called the police, and she moves her car. That's when I print out all my documentation, pictures, and communication from the HOA. So the police arrive, and we can see them hollering, waving arms wildly, and screaming. That's when the police come to the door, and we kindly open up. Gimpy J tries to walk in, before I block her and ask her to leave my property and invite the police inside. We apologize that we even have to call them over something so petty, but our neighbor's acting crazy and her behavior has been escalating. We explain what's happening, show them communication from the HOA, and show them the pictures, and the officers quickly had enough of these people. He imposes a no trespass order on my porch and will not let her near my property. If she steps foot on our walkway, she's in violation of the order and she will be arrested. We watch him go back out, explain everything calmly to her, And that's when she starts screaming, along with her boyfriend's kid and his girlfriend. This goes on for a while, and the officer calls for backup, and a second car arrives. Gimpy J promptly declares it's her property too. 
that she pays her fees and that he can't do that because everything is community property outside of a home. That's when she goes and marches up to my stoop, screaming at my wife and I, and of course, she gets arrested. The officer charges her with disorderly conduct and harassment. The police then tell her boyfriend's son to go home. The guy gets in his truck with his girlfriend and they drive off. As soon as he hits the road outside the complex, the second officer takes off and pulls him over for a DUI. That's right, the drunk guy screaming at my wife and mother had been drinking the entire time and he was loaded. The police couldn't do anything in the complex, but they could when he hit the main road. Both of them were hauled off to jail and we stopped hearing from them about parking. Two days later, Gimpy J and her boyfriend show up to the complex and they park her boyfriend's car in our lot and they leave it, parked in one spot to ensure that it's hers. They drive off and we don't hear from them in a week and no one's home. Since Gimpy J's boyfriend doesn't live there and his car's abandoned, I called the HOA to report it and they came and towed his SUV. Gimpy J put her house on the market eight weeks later. Guys, that was a wild ride of a story. And honestly, I don't understand how some people can get so crazy over parking spots. If it's not assigned parking spots, find an empty spot, park there, and get on with your life. Like, how hard is it for some people? And I also want to add that the DUI thing gets me, though. Like, why could police only pull the guy over after he left the complex? I say that because I'm pretty sure operating a motor vehicle while under the influence, no matter where you are, is illegal. I was desperate to find a new job after my husband and I were both laid off last year. When I was offered a new role, I knew it would be a step down from what I was doing. But the manager and team seemed great, and that part has not changed. However, since my manager Gary was so busy, he basically offloaded me to another manager, who we'll call Jane. I was supposed to be the connection point between my team and Jane, but it quickly became Jane micromanaging me. She would ask me to work through lunch, move and cancel vacation days, call at 11pm on weekends, and order me around on phone calls. She also made nasty comments about my weights and said I was too big for my race. The list of personal slights was so long that it filled three pages. I would talk back to her and she did not like that and that provoked her even more. I only stayed because we needed to pay the bills. Finally, I had a mental breakdown on a Friday afternoon after she yelled at me for something trivial about scheduling a meeting without including someone from her team who I didn't know about. I was dealing with a family tragedy and I couldn't take it anymore. I told Gary about the situation with Jane and he was sympathetic and not at all surprised considering half her team quit. He immediately offered to move me to a different team under him, and I was thrilled. Well, it turns out going to a new team did not help. Jane continued to order me around from afar. When I ignored her emails, she came to my desk one day and she starts talking loudly how I'm not qualified for this role. Gary overheard and he finally told her off, but the verbal abuse did not stop. After two months there, I abruptly wrote my resignation letter and stabled the list of Jane's offensive comments and CC'd everyone. Gary offered a bunch of accommodations to try to keep me, but seeing how she was still provoking from afar, I said the only way for me to stay would be for her to go, and he did not have the authority to let her go. Her manager was in a different country, and despite several HR complaints from at least five people, nothing was done. So I left, and loudly without shame, I told everyone exactly why I was leaving. Times were very bad for three months. 
There were nights where we would eat slices of bread just so we could pay the mortgage and emergency expenses from a health crisis and a funeral. Even after my husband found a job, we were still catching up on bills and we still are. I spent months applying to 5 to 10 roles per day, sometimes over 20. Last month, I saw a public memo about a big shot from a former company joining the company I just left. I used to work with this guy closely, so I texted him, congrats, let me know if you need any insights on the new place. We had a quick call where I told him some ins and outs and where I thought they could innovate. After this call, he asked me to join the team as his chief of staff, and I accepted. Now imagine Jane's shock when we had our first all-hands call. All the VPs and above were asked to welcome the new Big Shot in a giant conference room. In Big Shot's speech, he breezed over that I'll be his chief of staff along with a few key names. I now sat two levels above Jane, and apparently, within three months I wasn't there, the other half of her team turned over. Every single person left. Gary was excited for me, and he said all nice things. However, Jane took the classless road, and she sent Big Shot an email about how I'm an unqualified idiot, that I used to work for her, how I tried to get her fired, and that she suspects I lied to get ahead. She didn't even try to be fake nice. Big Shot then forwards me her email and asks what this was all about. I was so nervous and excited. Little did Jane know, I was a director at Big Shot's competitor company and was already a level above her, so two levels isn't a big leap. And I worked with him for five years. I had an hour call with Big Shot and I told him that she was bad for the company culture, that she was a nasty person, but the evidence he needed was Gary confirming that her whole team has left my prior resignation letter, and a few other nasty emails that she sent recent staff, which they were happy to share with us, and Big Shot fired Jane on Friday. Now that is justice, guys, and honestly, I would have paid money to see her face when she was fired. Like, it always amazes me how these horrible bosses end up keeping their jobs for so long. Like, she was harassing employees, people kept quitting while working under her, she was bad-mouthing employees to bosses, and somehow she still managed to keep her job. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com So let me start off by saying that I love my dog. This story starts a couple of years ago, in a small but very nice and quiet neighborhood. Most people own their homes, and everyone takes pride in ownership, besides the house next to mine. The house next to mine is Section 8, meaning government assistance slash welfare pays all the bills. This story is about a certain piece of trash neighbor who lived there. Let's call her Fraggle Rock, because she looks like one. 
The woman moves in, and she immediately starts partying. I mean, like every day, all day booze and drug fest. She's selling pills, doing hard drugs on her back porch, and throwing drug bags everywhere, all over my property. She's always bringing her druggy crew around my house, and she keeps my family up really late with their loudness. I really dislike her at this point, but I ignore her. Her boyfriend is also extremely violent, and they fight each other constantly. The four-year-old child she has is dirty-looking, neglected, and has to witness this crap. It was awful, but none of my business. I spoke to her one time when she first moved in. I explained that I had a really big dog and just to ignore her as she barks a lot, but will eventually get used to her like she had with the other neighbors. We were actually removing a swing set off the property line when I spoke to her. Our six-foot privacy fence was put up about 15 feet away from where the property line actually ended, and I saw she had a small child, and I didn't want to get sued because her child got hurt on it, because it was on my property. Their landlord lives in a different state, and he's very absent. He's also an a-hole. So fast forward a couple of months. Most of my family went on vacation to another state for an entire month. As soon as I returned, not even two hours later, Mr. Out-of-State Landlord comes by and he says his tenant is complaining about me looking in her windows and we need to stay on our side of the fence. That brings about an argument. First of all, I can be on my property all I want. Second of all, we've been out of state for a month and we haven't been on that side of the property since they moved in. I told the landlord that I'll be moving my fence closer to the property line. I'm also unsure where all these accusations came from. Her crack smoking probably had everything to do with her bogus claims. I was now agitated with her. And she even went as far as to call the city officials the day I started moving my fence. After we called her over and showed her our survey spikes. Around this time, I noticed our mastiff, who was treated badly by the previous owners, was growling. And I wish I hadn't seen what I saw. One of her daily regular buyers was jamming a stick through my fence into my dog's face. The guy actually broke my fence to make space to poke my dog in the face. At that, I ran outside and screamed, You effing a-hole, you will effing pay for this. I was so upset that my dog had a mark on her face, and that's when he runs inside, and I saw my neighbor peeking out from behind her curtain, and she was laughing. The very next day, the little boy's beating on my fence with a hammer, and my dog's on the other side flipping out. I yelled at him to get his mom right now, but she would not come out to talk to me. A few more days later, the kid's throwing dirt into my dog's eyes over my fence. The day following that, he's back with the hammer. I contacted the landlord as soon as possible, and I gave him my phone number. I never got a call back. Another incident happens with the same friend of hers. The guy's doing drugs, with a child only a foot away and my dog barking. I'm right there in my backyard, and I can see and smell it all. The guy then kicks a big hole in my fence, and he actually kicked my dog in the face, and that was it. I had it. I went to the police, which is not normally something I would do, but I didn't want to lose my dog when one of these idiots gets bit because they took it too far. So I talked to the cop, discussed the entire situation, the parties, the drug deals, the domestic violence, and he told me the only way to get her out since she was section 8 and the landlord was uncooperative 
was to call in her drug deals, and she would be kicked off government assistance as soon as she was convicted. It only took one day of calls, and I kid you not, 17 calls the first day, all with license plate numbers. The next day, I heard her yell to one of her drug friends about a bunch of her friends getting locked up the day before, and she didn't understand why or how this was happening. At this point, I believe the cops called CPS. They started coming around, but she wasn't answering the door. One day, she left the child unattended, and he was playing on the main street. A family around here noticed, and they walked the little boy home, but no one was home to watch him. CPS was waiting out front this time. She somehow had her kid after all that, but not for long. There was one more incident with my dog. It was a different druggy friend who decided it was a good idea to pelt my dog with rocks. I was in my yard all the time at this point because I had to be. It was a serious inconvenience to be in my yard every time my dog wanted to be outside, but I felt it was the only way to make sure these people didn't harm her. I lost my mind this time, and I start pelting the guy back with rocks. The fraggle was on her back porch, and she was knocked out. She awoke briefly to let out a snort like it was an effing game. The fraggle also likes to drink and drive. Since the drug deals only got her buddies busted and not her, I decided that I would wait and watch and call in her next drunk driving adventure. And it didn't take very long. A few days later, her scumbag boyfriend stole her purse, and he jumped into a car that was awaiting and took off. I heard her scream, my pills, give me back my pills, and I can see her stumble to her car, completely out of it. She then hops in and peels the wheels in hot pursuit. So I call it in. The poor child was outside in the snow barefoot. This is a perfect example of her priorities. The cops arrested her, and I knew that because CPS came the next day after the child never went to school. They found the little boy there all alone, and they took him away. It was really sad, but hopefully he has a new family now, or at least he will one day. The Fraggle returns a day later, no car, and she stops going to whatever job welfare forced her to have. The violent boyfriend must have been in jail from her purse-snatching incident, because there's a new scumbag boyfriend. Well, violent boyfriend gets out of jail, and he runs up into the house. I see the whole thing, as my dog is freaking out. Dopehead boyfriend and violent boyfriend start fighting, and there's a bat involved and a lot of blood. I decide that this is my chance to get the cops in the house and finally get these effing pieces of trash out. And it was a sight. The cops come, guns drawn, dopehead runs inside, and violent boyfriend runs through the other neighbor's yard. In the end, they all went to jail. Unfortunately, that wasn't the complete end because when she got out of jail, she smashed the back window and she squatted there for about a week. I didn't bother calling the cops because I knew the house was getting damaged and it felt good knowing the landlord would have to fix it, and Section 8 will not pay for the damages. As for Fraggle, she's now gone. I've seen her once around town. She's living on the streets, she's lost everything, and she really had it all. Her life was so easy living off the government. I told her not to F with my dog, and she should have listened. Oh my goodness, guys, I could not imagine having that woman as a neighbor. And I don't know about you guys, but I get heartbroken anytime I read a post that involves an innocent child, especially in a situation like this. And hopefully the boy has much better living conditions now. This person says, you're a lot more patient and law-abiding under duress than I would be. I think I would start with sitting in my backyard with my rifle whenever my dog was out and see where things went from there.
And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash pro revenge. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. If you did, hit the thumbs up. And if you're not subscribed, consider subscribing so you don't miss these crazy stories. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, it's an r slash I don't work here, lady. Where a Karen tries to get OP's cousin arrested for not being Mexican enough. It's such a crazy story, so go check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.